And so I just want to wrap up with Luz, Dame Luz. So in our Dame Luz section, you give me and Juan a little bit of light on a certain topic. So I wanted to hear about your dad jitters, really. And you talked a little bit about it in the beginning in terms of like raising your child in general. But like, what about the whole going through pregnancy? Like, is Jill freaking out on you? Are we in cravings mode yet? Like, where are you? How are you feeling? Okay, so she right now is, uh, she's in her second trimester, and she is 15 weeks, or almost 15 weeks, uh, so so not quite um, whatever the next month is. She's between, she's between months, uh, so yeah, she's not quite four months, um, but she's one of those weeks. Anyway, uh, so the first. <laughs> Clearly, this is and daddy like, talking. We're, and we're like, no help. We're like, because I'm trying to think to myself, how many weeks is in a month? I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here like, damn, I'm, I have no idea what the pregnancy process yeah. is really like. So, so one of the things, one of the things they do in the pregnancy process is they always equate the, the size of your child to a fruit. Mm. So like starts off small. There was a time where we had a little ras baby and then a lemon and a lime. And right now it's a uh, navel orange. And then we'll move on to, I think, uh, an avocado was uh, on the horizon. (laughs) Do we ever get a melon? Uh, I think we do. We're not, we're not there. So we have this little, uh, chalkboard in our kitchen. And so Jill has drawn, she, at, she can fit four fruits at a time. So it's like this week, this fruit, this week, this fruit. So there's not a melon on there yet, but we'll get there. Okay. Nice. Um, and so the first trimester traditionally is where all the nausea comes in, morning sickness. Although they say morning sickness, but it happens pretty much throughout the day. And for Jill, it happened basically around meal times throughout the day. And we, we were on vacation in New Orleans and we were visiting. Um, oh, that sucks. Food is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so we, we 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 set up this vacation because my the my the black side of my family and my mom's side, both her dad and mother are from Louisiana, mm. and so we have this family farm there that's on uh, my maternal grandmother's family, which actually their last name is Haynes, just like mine from the white side. So we all mm. my, my my mom would always joke that my dad was her cousin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, they owned us way back in the day. I was literally going to, I didn't want to make the joke, but I was like, somebody owned somebody. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, so, so we were like, we've never been in New Orleans. Let's go to New Orleans. It was, it's, it was our sixth anniversary trip. We'll go to New Orleans and then we can also take this two and a half hour drive and go see my family property that I'd never seen. And I learned so much about it that my mom and and her siblings they would go there every summer until they were 18 and my grandmother was the oldest of 12 so it was like everybody would come back in the summer and they were in louisiana and it was like um i also learned that if you've seen the movie mudbound Mm -hmm. on netflix so the woman who wrote that her grandmother who she based the story off of is my grandfather's cousin so 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 dearies if you're listening if she's listening if we can connect us because she wrote she wrote that screenplay based off of her grandmother's diaries and all this information she has that connect back to her relatives that were slaves who obviously through some you know are some fourth or fifth cousin of mine that were slaves and so to have that information would be great not just you know not even from a like professional actor standpoint but just from like this person is like my family and has info yeah but um so the the crux of that story is that you have a world war a black man from world war ii and a a white man from world war ii but they come back and then something happens and like 
the the KKK wants to mess with him, and so he's got to get out of town. Mm-hmm. And essentially, my my grandfather and my quote unquote uncle John Jay, who I think I think was like a cousin or whatever, they were in town. They had just come back from World War II. My grandfather drove trucks for General Patton mm-hmm. um, to deliver supplies for D Day. Uh, they were the like the red rollers or the red something. The uh, you can look it up. Um, and John Jay whistled at a white woman. And so, mm. and she told on him. And the white folks were uh, were like, you guys, better, we're coming for you. Mm. And so they, my grandfather uh, left Louisiana and went up to Kansas where his brother was. And then two years later had to come back for my grandmother um, who he had met in high school. And so that, wow. which is very similar to the story of Mudbound, um, but anyway, so we were, wow. we, yeah. yeah, so we were, we were there. Sorry for that. that no, no, segue. that's history. I'm here uh, like, damn, I yeah. want to see that shit. Yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was crazy to learn. And it was, and it's crazy. I've learned so many things about my, that family since my mother has passed, because of course you lose a family member, especially a mom. And you're like, oh shit, I have all these questions I need to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, so we were like, we got to go on this trip. And then we found out we were pregnant, like two weeks before that mm-hmm. and so like okay so we're going to new orleans where you want to eat and you want to drink mm-hmm. and that's about all you want to do and you Don't not only can't you do either because she not only is she a vegetarian but then she's got all these things that she can't eat mm-hmm. um like you can't eat uh no goat cheese like no unpasteurized cheese no raw eggs so no, no even like you know runny yolks no uh only one cup of coffee all these all these limitations no oysters um <sighs> Yeah, exact, exactly, right? No, amazing. None of that stuff. <laughs> and then on top of that, that she was at the height of her nausea and fatigue and everything. So just now, in this point, week, you know, 15, roughly, uh, she's coming out of that, and she's like, oh, I'm ready to make food again, and I'm excited to eat again. So that's what's happening right now. Oh, thank God. Which is, which is great. And I was saying this to Jaleesa earlier, but I feel so much as the man, like, I'm – what are what good are men like you know <laughs> i help you just but chilling like your her bot her body is doing all this she's creating our child it's gonna like it's gonna come out and that's gonna be our baby and our kid and our family and it and she's the one making it and all i can do is be there to support and take out the trash a little bit more because it makes her nauseous to to take it out and it just it just sort of feels like wow i want to like I want to contribute and I want to help in this moment in time. Mm. But all I can really do is just be there and support because um, I don't have a uterus and I can't grow this baby. And and it's her who has to go through all this and be reminded every day and have to make sure to sleep on her side and not on her back because they could both die instantly if she's – yeah, there's this weird thing where if when you're pregnant – after after a certain week, not at the beginning. So like if you if you're worried you might be pregnant and then like and you sleep on your back, don't worry, you're not gonna you know what I mean, and you don't know yet, um, you're okay. But after a certain point in your first trimester, you can't sleep on your back because it's like there's this freak thing that happens every so often, like one in a thousand cases, mm-hmm. where um, it's like a either a blood vessel or a ner- something is pressed and it's like your your heart stops and the baby's heart stops or something along those lines where it's like instant death so you have to sleep on your side what the fuck? yeah <laughs> it's like cuz like the baby is pressing on your spine in a weird way or or your uh, or one of your major blood vessels um so so yeah i'm just here doing whatever but also knowing that our that our lives are going to change and i'm sitting here like what can i do i I'd love to, you know, I bought a lottery ticket. You know, maybe we'll become billionaires tonight. <laughs> um, but I, 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's just like uh, I feel so. I, I feel like I, I'm I'm just in awe of her and yeah. feeling like I want to make sure I'm I'm giving her her due and space and and respecting. Um, what she's going through mm. while also figuring out ways to pull my fucking weight yeah. and and be ready as ready as we can be knowing that we'll never be ready and that we're gonna we're gonna learn as we go what are you most excited about for when the baby comes oh man i'm excited to i'm ex- i mean i'm excited to to teach my child things and mm. to and to show them the world i uh, because of Puffs, I was able to quit my longtime job for eight and a half years or one more of teaching soccer to little kids. And so I worked with predominantly two to five-year-olds, but some slightly younger and some older. And I do a couple of side gigs with, with teenagers and stuff. Uh, but I have a lot of experience with kids who are two to five and having them ask me questions and being able to be like, oh, I taught them that. And I taught them how to do a pullback on a soccer ball. And I, when I taught them... I remember when I first started, I used to I used to have stud earrings. I have two piercings on, on both lobes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I only girls can have earrings. And I was like, no, actually boys can have earrings too. And then mm-hmm. and then I was told to take them out because that child went home and told their parents that Coach Alex said boys can have earrings and their <gasps> no parent didn't like it. Way. Yes way. And so they're like, Alex, yeah, you should take your earrings out. And that's when I kind of stopped wearing them because I was like, oh, I can't, f- I don't want to forget these at work because you know how it is. You wear right. studs, you just leave them in all the time. Um, and so thing, you know, that, I mean, there's an example of the Midwest being conservative, yeah. you know, conservative in a surprising way for you, but getting, getting to teach my child and say, you know, this is our family and this is what we do and, and having family traditions and things that will stick in my child's memory so that when they're, uh, doing a podcast years mm. down the line can be mm. like, oh yeah, well, when my, my mom, my mom and dad had me, they were living, they were living uh, on Amsterdam Avenue, and they, uh, my dad would get his haircut at the at the Puerto Rican barbershop right right downstairs, and he would let me sit in his lap and this and that, and mm. we were friends with all the neighbors and stuff. And I'm very cognizant of the fact that I'm the Jill and I, excuse me, <clears throat> we're sort of walking in the footsteps of my parents, mm. and I'm gonna be almost a year older than my dad was when they had me which feels very strange to be like oh wow like that's how young you were Mm. like yeah you know because you look up to your parents are like and for a certain amount of time you're like parents they know everything and then you get to the age that your parents were when they had you and you're like oh shit y'all didn't know shit Mm. (laughs) so i'm just excited i'm excited for that to create to create those memories and and to have our family grow because we already are a family um but to like teach part of the new generation and have this new exciting thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I can't wait until the baby comes and see all the <laughs> pictures and all that stuff. Love baby pictures. So definitely post all, oh, the, yeah. all the baby we'll, we'll Skittles. Yeah. Like all, oh, the, ba- yeah. all I, the baby I pictures. I love baby pictures. Love it so much. Alex, where can we find you? You can find me at Uptown underscore Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S on Instagram and on Twitter uh, alex-haynes.com uh, and you can find me at New World Stages eight shows a week doing puffs absolutely and you can follow us at Ladies Who Bronche on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Bronche on Twitter um, follow, like, subscribe share the shit out of this episode and until next time Bronche <laughs> <laughs>